When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. back to another episode of Habs Nightly, folks. It is Monday evening on this recording, Tuesday evening, and hockey is back. What else should we discuss other than it's finally back? But before we do any discussions, we have our new friend who's addicted to a new a new vice, Mason Dixon. How are you, brother? <laughs> Not addicted. To a new vice yet. Not yet, but maybe soon when the seven leg parlay hits, Corey. Uh uh. Unreal. Uh huh. Um, Unreal. Oh, no, I'm doing pretty good. Um, Good. Yeah, not really too much to report. Kind of getting through school here, going through the motions. But I, I'm I've been counting the days till hockey started. I'm, I've been watching hockey all day today, and I am like, dude, I'm so fucking excited for the game tomorrow. I'm sure the Habs are probably gonna lose, but I'm just I'm I'm glad we're back and we're gonna you know be back in the season having shit to talk about. Screaming about the refs, going on about Caulfield and Suzuki. Like, it's just, oh, it's so good to be back. Absolutely. Um, just goosebumps right now. We're recording uh, during the second intermission for the Chicago game with Bedar playing. I know Mason hasn't seen much of it. I think you saw the first period, or at least some of it. You watched a little bit of Tampa versus Nashville. Got a taste of that ESPN broadcasting, just mm, creme de la creme, just fantastic. Uh, But how was your week, dude? It's been it's been a been a little extended since we've talked. How you been doing? I've been good, man. I've been good. Good. Um, It was Canadian Thanksgiving, the real Thanksgiving over the weekend. Mm, Congratulations. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Yeah. um, I went home and worked. Oh so, boy. <laughs> yeah. That is gonna be uh, a common a common thing in your life now. Well, especially like the field I've been getting into, right? Mm-hmm. Like healthcare don't really wait. Um but no, it was good. I got to see my dogs, see my family. It was just nice to get home and kind of unwind for a bit. But today was a little bit of a punch in the gut because we're getting right back into things, but yeah, it was okay. 
Yeah, like school like ramped back up like real quickly. Like it was like welcome back. Oh, my school didn't pause. I got like online lectures. We have we had Monday off, right? Mm-hmm. And they were like, since we're missing the class, here's an online lecture. Oh my god, just total <laughs> scumbags, man! Like I'm I'm behind because of Thanksgiving now. Jeez. Yep, there's no rest for a college kid. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's it's for you. It's for you, college kids. Listen up. It's for you not to get addicted to uh to things to take you away from school, i.e. partying, <laughs> i.e. um sports betting. <laughs> it's gonna hit, Corey. It's gonna i.e. relationships. <laughs> this is what I'm telling you. This is what you gets should, the best of of great college students. <laughs> for a little background information, um, I got there's like an incentive going around. It's like twenty five bucks in Ontario to sign up for the sports betting app. So me and my buddies did it, and Corey made the mistake of telling a story about his friends setting up like seventeen leg parlays, and then he had to get, listen to me talk about. Putting pennies My. on the dollars. What's a round robin, Corey? What's a round <laughs> robin? Me trying to navigate um, what it's betting so funny. was. And then- I bet you if you went and like just checked like local Google searches, it's all sports betting related. It's all fucking kids your age and like your parents like, what is uh, what is the spread mean? <laughs> what is I'm money line? You. It's gonna hit, and you're gonna you're gonna be. If it hits, I'm gonna be so. I. We've already said off air how excited I was, uh, because I get to see uh, whether or not this is gonna become uh, unhealthy. It'll be fine. I because like I'm not. I don't have an addictive personality or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna clip that. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm gonna clip that. He's like, I'm not addicted. Get out. Fast forward <laughs> to a year, and you're soloing the podcast because I'm in rehab. Fucking Mason's. Uh, he's going to school, but he's like me. He's gonna go to a community college because he just he doesn't want to pay full price for electives. So we'll oh, start it. We'll it. start at that lie. <laughs> fuck electives. Hey, come on, man! The kid, the guys that go to school for electives shouldn't have to, shouldn't have to take regular courses. I should, Ugh. I should not have been, I should not have not been an art teacher because I'm stupid in math. It's just not fair. What do I need math for? To grade Dude, this kid's fucking art? Don't even get me started on electives because I'm having my own beef with them right now. My yeah, electives you, you got to pay for. My electives are my hardest courses, Corey. And why'd you pick the hard ones? Well, I didn't. I thought they'd be easy. Like they're not hard, but they're the most work. Then back out of it. You get like two weeks where you could still back out. Yeah, but then I'd have to start from scratch somewhere else. <laughs> too much work. Yes, too much work. <laughs> so I'm gonna do. So I'm gonna do fucking four months of it so i'm gonna do four months of it when i could just do a little bit of work to get the fuck out of it that's what i'm saying man that's what i'm saying who's paying for anyway your college? anyway <laughs> what'd you say i said who's paying for your call i am <laughs> dude you're you're gonna hate yourself you'd be like i should not have spent my money on that well i'm getting a i'm getting a minor in history mm-hmm 
So if I so did hate, I. So did I. Well, because if I hate nursing, here's my thought. In in Canada, to be a, a high school teacher, you need two teachables. I don't know if it's the same in the US. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't fucking but tell teachers, you. Teachers in Ontario make like a stupid amount of money. Like like $120,000, like stupid amount of money. That ain't happening down here, champ. Yeah, but um, that's my that's like my backup plan. If the whole nursing thing doesn't work out, I'll just go to teacher's college. I already got my teachables, bio and history. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're golden. Yeah, teachers out here buying supplies from the dollar store. Yeah, I've they're not making a hundred thousand. It's terrible. It's terrible. No wonder fucking eighth graders can't read. <laughs> well, anyway, um, <laughs> Habs obviously announced the uh, final roster. roster. Yeah. So, do you want to kind of dive into? Yeah, that let's a get into bit? it. Yeah, let's let's actually talk sports. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Okay. I'm just trying to, oops, I had it, and I accidentally just, oh, shit. I just clicked out of the roster. Fuck, give me one second. That's embarrassing. Oh, who cares? I'm sure I'll say something tonight that's so bad that even while editing, I'm like, I just got to keep it in. There's there's no way to not make this sound stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to quickly. Where is it? Oh my god, I totally lost it here. Um, well, I how sorry, could well, you do this? I don't know how I managed to do this. It's pretty pretty dumb of me. Would you like to read it all? Ah, there we go. There we go. Okay, so, um, Norlander and Heineman were the last two cuts, which I was really surprised about because I really thought Norlander had earned a spot over Justin Barron, if I'm being totally honest. I don't know how you felt about that, Corey. Mm-hmm. But I I, I just – I thought Barron could have oh, – oh, sorry. I thought Barron could have definitely used some time in uh, Laval. I felt I saw a lot – I'm not going to say a lot. I saw more minor slip-ups in Justin Barron's game and his decision-making than I did in Norlander. And I think everybody kind of re-sparked the Norlander talk because he just played really good. Um, I do believe that it should have been him, but at the same time, Justin Barron's not going to get as many minutes. Norlander's going to go down and get all the minutes he wants. I don't think there's many people that – are fighting for those minutes. Well, that can fight him for those minutes down in Laval. I know we have a great uh, decor down there, but I just think that it's kind of his, it can be his domain. And maybe they're just wanting to see him take that step and see it in Laval. And um, I don't know, give him, give him some more, give him some more ice time, give him some more, hard situations where Justin Barron might get what max 10 minutes a game where Norlander could get, you know, almost 30. Yeah. Like I think, I don't know. I thought it was just an interesting choice because like I said, like Norlander had more like 
I just think I can't even see more little. Like I just thought Norlander played a lot better. And as the games progressed, he showed a lot of offensive flair. I don't think Baron played bad, but he didn't earn a spot. And I know I feel like this is kind of just them allowing Baron to continue on the roster because he did last year. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm sure Nor- like Norlander is the next guy up. Like I think that that is absolutely going to be the case here. So interesting dynamic and yeah no i agree um i believe it was matt drake had uh had pointed out that um that with mateus being a left-handed shot wouldn't i'm trying to remember how he said it but uh with baron having a right-handed shot it was more useful for us i believe uh or maybe That's like maybe a fair point. I mean handiness does come into play with defensemen. I don't know. I, I, I do agree though. I felt Norlander seemed more ready than Baron. Um there has to be some underlying thing that we're just overlooking that's like forcing that. And if it's just that they want to see him dominate in Laval and then bring him up, I'm I'm for once I'm happy to see someone go down with the expectation that they want to see him produce a little bit more, get a little bit more development before coming up. And they'd rather risk risk rushing a Justin Barron in hopes that they can cook a Mateus Norlander and him to live up to the hype that we, we had expected in what, 2017, 2018. No, that's fair. Like Barron could be, unfortunately, in this case, he could be like, you know, the, the placeholder while Norlander sits in a hyperbolic chamber and, and you know, gets better, faster. The hyperbolic chamber. I mean, that is a, a good Dragon point, Ball Laval, Laval <laughs> is going to be good. They're going to be crazy this year. They are going to be very good. I don't know. Um, was shocked by it, but after sitting on it for a couple of days, that's... I still want to see him up, but I, I understand. And if that's truly their take on it, if you know the front office t- spoke on it, then I'd be like, "Well, fuck, dude! How can I be mad at them being like we want him to develop a little bit longer with a team that is known for rushing top talent, and then them just never getting that opportunity? They get stuck in the bottom, bottom, you know, pair or bottom um, six minutes." And they just never get anything. I'm totally okay with them just cooking them a little longer. I mean, yeah, he's 24. When he gets his shot, gonna it's going to have to be get the power play shot, you know, which I think is big too. Right? Very true. Very true. You know, and and honestly, he'll probably he'll probably quarterback that power play. Oh, absolutely! It'll be him and William Trudeau. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, just moving on to uh, so yeah, Norlander made the team. Which I or sorry didn't make the team, no didn't make it surprising, yeah. but I think the roster move that surprised me the most and in a positive way was the have sent down Joel Armia, which I like. First of all, it makes me sad because Armia, you just wanted sucks. him to be good, and he was a monster for us for many years, especially in that playoff. The run. playoffs, dude. 
with that Eric Stahl, uh, Corey Perry, Armia line that mm-hmm. was just big boys causing chaos, going into the corners. He was winning every puck battle on the boards. Um, but let's be honest, at $3.3 million, um, he, he wasn't doing anything at league minimum, let alone $3.3 million. He's mm-hmm. taken up a roster spot. He was brutal to watch in the preseason, taking awful penalties, killing play. This was the right move. Veteran guys are going to get leniency, but that move right there kind of showed, look, the young guys need opportunities, and we're not going to let them rot in the minors right. for the sake of Joel Armia. And because of that, um, you got Jesse Alonen on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, to start the season, which I think is great. Like, that's what we want to see from this team. We want to see some progression. We want to see veteran guys losing jobs to the youth. Um, and yeah, I was that's not a, a a roster move that we would have seen in the old like happen in the old regime. No, well, or me would have had a spot. So I love to see that. And it honestly like kind of infused a lot more confidence. And yeah, it's a spark for our future, you know. Yeah. Like the progression of of our our management here, you know. Um, one, it's just like I grew up watching Armia. You know, it it's like bittersweet to see him leave, but it's like very refreshing that this manager core is like it's time for it's time for these slots to open up. Like he had his shot last year to prove himself to get to get traded to another team to extend his career. He didn't, and then this year they let him battle for a position, and he lost out to, like, Tanner Pearson and Yolonen, and, you know, I just – you could just kind of see it in his game. It's, there's still moments of it, but he's just getting left in the dust behind these young kids, and it's time to move. And I just feel – I feel bad that he's getting sent down. I think he's going to be a great addition to Laval, but – you know, I would have loved to have seen him uh, pick up his game last season, get the trade, bring in product for us, and get that that like I don't know, like that thank you, that send off. You know, go extend your your play. I mean, he still can, I guess, but I don't know. Um, happy for the team, um, and thank you to uh, Yoel Armia for you know an incredible uh, playoff run. Him and Paul Byron, just unreal, unreal guys. Now they're both, it looks like both of them are gone simultaneously. Byron moving to the coaching mm-hmm. staff as a skills development coach and Armia going down to the minors. Like it, this truly is the ushering in of the new era. And what, we, what do we have left? Brennan Gallagher? Anybody else? From the cup run? No, no, no. Not just from the cup. Like, from pre from like pre COVID. Um <laughs> let me think. like the aftermaths of our you know dominant carry price years. Like I don't think like, there's any there's Josh Anderson, there's the Vorak. Pre COVID. Whatever. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just feel like pre COVID would be yeah. Jake Evans. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, Jake Evans, Suzuki. It's a very different team. Yeah. Like even before Suzuki, like 
that little core that we had when like Michelle Tarim was running it, you know, like it, that last little bit of it feels like it's gone. It's like, this is a completely new fucking team now with Brendan Gallagher being like the, the, the last journeyman of that era, you know? Absolutely. Um, Crazy. So moving forward, uh, Habs play the Leafs as per usual for the last fucking Hooray. Decade, uh, opening night. The funnest game of the year. <laughs> I think it's at, is it at the Bell Center too? No, it's at, it's in Toronto. It's, it's in, in Toronto. Toronto. Our first game is uh, at home will be Saturday against Connor Bedar on the 14th. That'll be, that's amazing. That's, that's sick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but opening night lineup, if we, if we go based on the practice lines for today, mm-hmm. top line kind of disappointing because it's not what we saw in preseason. It's Caulfield, Suzuki, Shocker. With Anderson. I do not think Anderson works with those guys. Um, but interesting to see. Um, and then on the second line, this is a look that I, I thought New Hook would probably slot his way on the first line, but it's New Hook on the wing, Doc and Slaff. Now I'm guessing New Hook's there to kind of, you know, he's gonna help Doc in the center of the ice defensively. He's fast. I think he complements that line very well. However, I am surprised that they're not giving Harvey Pinier, Har- Raphael Harvey Pinard a shot. After the way that line meshed together in preseason, they stayed together mm-hmm. the whole time. Slaff and Doc both played very well with him. I'm a little surprised they're not going to, you know, give him a shot to sort of earn his stripes and kind of... Me as well, considering, you know, they've already played... Like that line's already played against the Leafs. I know it's not the the starting lineup Leafs, but I mean, really no, Leafs. they played they played the last preseason game, correct? That it was line? against like Matthews, Marner, Nylander. It was okay. Well, then yeah, no, sport. they've seen more or less what they need to. So it's it's not like they're going into this game like no, you've you haven't seen what the Leafs are capable of. You know, we you haven't seen their their top lines. That's not that's not true. So yeah, that that is a bit surprising. Maybe uh, maybe they're just afraid to to not give New Hook a a spot. I don't fucking know. I think Harvey Pinar, he's just a battler. I'm sure he'll find a way. Well, yeah, I just it's interesting too, right? Because Pinard scored 14 goals last year. He's mm-hmm. shown a flair for offense, and they have him now on the fourth line. Um, so that that is my big critique of this is. I think Anderson's too high, and I think they're giving too much respect to, for the veterans there. Because on the third line, you got Pearson, Monahan, and Gallagher. Yeah. And I think that's the one spot where it kind of holds holds back a little bit. I think Pinard deserves a, t- a shot up top in the in the top in the top nine at the bare minimum. I think mm-hmm. he deserves a little bit of a shot. And then, of course, in that bottom line, you got Pinard, Evans with Yelonen and Pizzetta. I mean that could be that could be a dangerous line, but they're not going to get those chances, unfortunately. No, and I I would hope that Yelonen starts um against Toronto and Pizzetta is kind of that thirteenth forward, but that remains mm-hmm. to be seen. I think that line would be a lot more fun. Like you've got a lot of speed there too. You've got Evans mm-hmm. and Panarin who both fly. Yelonen's got a great shot. Panarin, you know, like then you got a little bit of an offensive young fourth line that I think could do some stuff. I think Pizzetta really holds them back, but that. If I'm being honest, it's the third line that I hate the most. Um, yeah, it's I like really... they just just threw in the old guys, and it's just like, all right, here's our slow uh, checking line. 
I it, well, and what I don't like about Suppression it, is that it really isolates Sean Monahan and what he's able to do. Yeah, um, I really liked Monahan was he showed great I moments. He, yeah, I think he not only does he help them offensively, but he opens up Suzuki because he's to kind of play more a more offensive game. Monahan mm-hmm. used to be a center. Monahan is good defensively. He can track back and help Suzuki. Um, which is also why I like the idea of New Hook there, because New Hook has the speed to get back and open things up for Suzuki. Anderson has the speed, but not the ability nor the will. Um we've so it's seen... not my ideal lineup, yeah. but I I do like that um that Slaff Doc and New Hook line. I do think it's yes. a nice line. I think if Yelonen's playing on the fourth instead of Pizzetta, I think that's an interesting line that could make some stuff happen too. Um my 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 points are is that we've already seen Caulfield, Suzuki, Anderson. We see that uh, for the past two years, and it never really it, it's never anything that like sticks. Uh, but kind of on to what you said, I'm excited that we've got two lines more or less that you can just put. You just need to put another person in, and they'll fit. Like we have Caulfield and Suzuki work well together. And just add somebody, add somebody that compliments them. And then now we have Doc and Slavkovsky, and we've only saw pieces of that. And, you know, going into this season before the preseason, I was like, you know, it would be a waste if we put Doc back with Caulfield and Suzuki. I love the line. It was fun as fuck. But Doc is just growing into such a, like a dominant uh, center for us. I would hate to see him not not get a line of his own. Um, and then just to see the chemistry with him and Slavkovsky, I'd love to see Harvey Pignar, but uh, to have another, like another line that you just have to add one individual to, I think it's awesome. I think it's, it's so cool that, that we have another tandem that you can just put a piece in there and hopefully it works. Like you don't have to just build a new line. I think it's cool that we're, we're starting to map it out correctly, I guess, with what we have. I don't know. No, it's a absolutely. fucking mouthful. <laughs> and um, to the defense, uh, we have Matheson, Savard on the first line, which I think is kind of obvious, but I like, I really like that. Well, so I'm going to backtrack here. The The subtraction of Edmondson allows for Savard and Matheson to be paired, which I mm-hmm. really like because it opens things up for Googly on the second pair. And to really cap it all off, he's playing with Kovacevic, who is so clinically underrated still by the league and by fans. Like his advanced analytics remained really good. He he's a real like I just think he's such a good complementary piece for Gooley as he grows and develops not only his defensive game, which is decent, but his offensive game. Like we're we're really seeing him try to open things up in preseason. Kovacevic is gonna be a calm the calming factor that i think the habs management thought savard would be like Gooley really was what saved savard in a lot of situations last year kovacevic mm-hmm. is actually going to be able to do that for Gooley this year so yeah I like really Gooley like- won't have to like be on be on the the back side of it he can actually if he wants to activate he can he doesn't have to feel like he's he's playing the back role where Savard's gonna turn it over, or he's gonna make a dumb play, and I have to fucking haul ass. Like he'll have exactly. a bit of freedom. Exactly. And 
on the third pair, you've got Harrison Barron with Jack Eye rotating in. I'd honestly be surprised if Jack Eye doesn't start against Toronto. I don't think he will. I think he will. I don't. I, I'm, I'm. My my point is is that that's what we want. But if he gets if he gets goaded into a fight and immediately gets hurt, it it fucks us again. It fucks his career again. I think it's a. Yeah, I don't I, like I it. I think he. I think he's at it from purely just like a. I think Jack I played better than Baron in the preseason. That's, that's what I was that trying spot. to get to. I feel like he earns this spot, especially open at night. But I feel like Max Domi, Ryan Reeves. I don't another, think another I don't pass. Think Jack Guy's worried about Domi. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that like, oh, these are titans. I'm saying like these are like chippy dudes that could get under his fucking skin or fuck someone over. And then Jack I, who's like, look, you know, this, I'm I'm going to pick my battles. I know when to fight for my team. Like he could be put in a situation where he needs to fight game one. And it would be awesome to fucking see that. But I would hate to see him fucking injure himself or, or fuck something up. And then we lose him. I don't, I'm totally in agreement that, Baron should not be starting. It should be Jack Eye, not just because Jack Eye needs to be there in case of danger. The kid is a fantastic player. He's deceptive. Um, I mean, he's he's just a walking fucking story, especially now that he's put a, a puck through a net. Um I just I just I, I know he deserves game one, but it might be the best thing to start Baron and give him give him that chance. I think uh I think Jack I started game one last year. Why not just let Baron do it, see what he's capable of with with the nerves at a hundred percent. This isn't, you know, just a first game. This is the first game of the season. I know it's not his first game ever, but here you go, throw him into the situation. Really, really note how it is and then just fucking fill Jack I Jack I in against Chicago. Fair enough. I, I just I think that Jack guy definitely earned the opening night start, but I do as splitting well. hairs there. Like I do as well. I it I, is what it is, right? I want to see it. I, I want to see him have a terrific game. I just don't want to see the dog fucking get hurt. <laughs> the dog. <laughs> oh man. Um and then Allen and Primo. <laughs> I guess yeah, so. Um, interesting though, Allen confirmed the starter before Monty because Monty had a bad preseason, which yeah, is surprising to me. But I kind of want to get your thoughts on that. Um, I don't know. This is coming from a a fan base that was quick to make a a rough sexual comment on Montin name just just in the first half of that season last year. To turn it around and be like, hey man, he's a solid guy. Um, I feel like he's got a switch. Um, I'm not too upset about it. It's the preseason. Um, I think we'll get that Samuel Montembeau back. Maybe not as like crazy as like his his Jay Fresh, you know, uh card will be, but I think we're still gonna get solid, solid looks out of Samuel Montembeau. Fair enough. What about you? You 
I think Monty will end the season as the starter. I think he'll become the starter pretty soon. I can see it. You know, I um I I get why Jake Allen was named the guy though. Um, had a better preseason. He's a calming presence. He's not going to be. I think, and this isn't like whether do I? I don't. I'm not fully in the camp that Monty is going to be our goalie of the future. No, to be honest, I think that's a stretch, and I think that's wishful thinking. I won't deny that it, there's a possibility. I think it's a slim possibility. I do think, however, that Monty can be a good starter. However, like if you want to get to get him, if you want him to get there, you got to be patient. You got to be careful. And I think letting Allen take the heat to start the season with the, it kind of tempers the expectations, which then tempers the anxiety for Sam Montembeau. Right. He's not handed the reins and said, go get it. Right. He's, Let's ease back into this. Let's see if you can pick it up again. Let's, you know, I, I yeah. like I like the approach. I really do. Because as much as Monty might have sort of established himself as maybe the best goalie on the roster, Jake Allen, not only is he the I, I would say one of the faces of the like faces of the Habs in terms of leadership, mm-hmm. he is absolutely the man when it comes to tendies. He's yeah, he's done a lot for this team, so I like it. I like the move. I like Allen getting the start. I think it'll take. Yeah, let him bear that weight, and we can isolate Sam Montembo's like you know stressful stressfulness like one game at a time. Yeah, and I think it's good for the team overall. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I really like really like that. I mean, um, what, two years ago, Allen was like, "I'm here. I know my role. I'm here to take the weight off of Carrier Price when he needs it," and then. We needed Allen, and it didn't change. I'm here to bear the load for the future, you know? He knows he knows he's not going to win a Stanley Cup with the Hubs. No, he had his chance. But Unfortunately, we're, we're all... Even, like, let's be honest. I don't think Allen thought he was going to win a Cup with the Hubs ever until that season, right? Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. He did not come to, like, you know, the, the next big contender. We had a fantastic season where we just dominated all of Canada mm-hmm. and Canada, U.S. and just had some fun. <laughs> Fucking sent Robin Leonard spiraling. Sent Poor Robin Poor dude. Spiraling. Jesus. Cole, it was Cole Caulfield. He's like, I got you. I got you, brother. Fucking next game does the, does the same thing and gets, gets it past him. Where's Robin Leonard been since? Poor guy. Anyway. Uh, that game starts tomorrow. What? It's like a. What time is that game for? Do you know? Um, it's seven thirty. Seven thirty. Seven thirty. Your time. Or no, sorry, it's seven. Sorry, seven my time. It's six okay. o'clock your time. Oh man, hockey is back, dude. My wife's gonna hate oh, it tomorrow. She's gonna be like, "What do you want to do?" And be like, "Fucking nothing. I'm going to my room. <laughs> I'm going to my room." You want to come watch the game? She's like, no. I'm like, come on. Yeah, I get too loud. The cats get the cats get out the room too. It's just me in a hot, my hot office. <laughs> just computer on, phone on, television on. It's like a sauna in here. Um well um, anyway, anyway. <laughs> before we get into our little intermission here, because we've gone way over the halfway mark, but I do want to what's your prediction for the game tomorrow? Uh, Toronto wins 
uh, 4-2. Goals are going to be at least one goal, Josh Anderson. He's He's got to fuck him. He's just got to keep it going. Yeah, I think the Habs might win, to be honest. Um, I am going to say Josh Anderson goal, though. It's happening. He's going to score. It's always happening, dude. And the dude lives for this. And a slap goal. Dude, if we get a slap goal, that's that'd be so hype. I want that dude to just get that swagger we saw uh, when we when like during the drafting and they were like, look at this cocky ass kid. Want that back. <laughs> want it back. Mar- Martin St. Louis, like, I can't give it to him. He's got to. He's got to figure out on his own. That last game, unreal. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, we're getting close to the halfway mark. We're leading into a a DraftKings ad read. I'm sure. Thank you, DraftKings. Uh, the NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is look is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. Uh, let's see what we have, Mason. Uh, so Sunday, my shitty ass Ravens are taking on the Tennessee Titans. Uh, here's something for you to learn. The spread for the Ravens is minus 4.5. The total, uh, the over is 40.5. Not going to happen for the Ravens. We're so bad. Money line minus 192. Tennessee is plus 160. Uh, the Titans got beat by the Saints. But the way the Ravens have played the last two games, I don't see them doing a fucking thing. Uh, the Dolphins don't know how your team's doing, but they're taking on Carolina, who can't they're get doing a fucking so win. good. So can't get a win either. Uh, fucking Jujitsu Tua Tagalova's got minus thirteen point five. Uh, the they got the under at forty eight point five, and it's minus eight hundred. On Miami, plus 550 on the Panthers. Not high enough. It should be like plus 1,000 at least for the Panthers to win. <laughs> uh, uh, the Saints playing the Texans. That's probably going to be a boring-ass game. Uh, Texans are plus 105 to win. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, the Seattle Seahawks, who look like they're on steroids, are taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Seahawks are the plus 136. That's fucking crazy. Um, I don't the Bengals, I don't know. They just the big guys just seem hurt this year. Uh anyway, uh DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of the, a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. When you bet five on the NFL, that's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official gambling partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 888-778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 888- 789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensed partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, LA. 21 plus age varies by uh, jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, but not for long. Bonus bets expire 160 hours after insurance. See sportsbook.com. 
DraftKings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restriction terms and responsible gambling resources. Get the fuck out of here. We're, I think we've wrapped up our Habs talk here. Well, okay. sort of, but let's see what the score is. To kind of wrap it up here, the last like 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes or so. Want to know about your fantasy draft, my friend? Tell me your teams. <laughs> oh, man. So I got then two we'll of them. Out of here. I got two of them. I don't even want to talk about the league one. I no. fucked myself. We're talking about the personal. We're talking not the personal. Not the yeah, 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 yeah. Because that one, dude, that one I got fucked. I was trying to add someone to my uh, queued list, and I drafted them. Uh, just big fucking mistake. Ruined it. I don't even want to play. It's on ESPN. ESPN is subpar compared to the Yahoo fantasy uh, in so many ways. Anyway, uh, my team, I've got Sidney Crosby, Steven Stamkos, Jesper Bratt. Uh, Wait, what did you draft? Oh, uh, I drafted seven, seventh out of ten. So okay. I got, I, I got, my draft picks were every ninth. In every eleventh pick, okay. Um, so I, I did not get a a good back, you know, back to back. I literally picked like in the middle. So when people, when like things were swaying, I had to like be very precise on how I wanted to move forward. Um, but I, that means I could also set the tone too, because I started to towards the end when I started locking in the positions I already wanted, and I knew I can get guys hella late. So, uh, back to it. I got Sidney Crosby, Stamkos, uh, Jesper Bratt, uh, Jared McCann, Caulfield, Josh Marcheseau, Eric Carlson, uh, Sergachev, Gudis, uh, Brady Shea, Jack Eichel. My first pick was Brady Kachuk. I got Joe Pavelski, Mr. Mr. USA, never not going to fucking draft him. Uh, Braden Shen, Dawson Mercer, last pick of the draft, Tyler Batuzzi. Let's go. Okay. Uh, goalies, I got Ottinger. Oh. Fucking let the force be with you. Goalie. Let the force be with you. Devin Levi. And for New Jersey, when they, when they start the tandem, Akira Schmidt. That's a good pickup. You That's know what sucks? Pickup. I don't think your league's as deep as mine. No. No, I'm playing with, I I'm got, playing with Southern, so I doubt I want to in your league. Jordan Cairo. Okay. Carter Verhage. Matt Kachuk. I got him with my first pick. I drafted eighth, and there were 12 of us. Oof. I got the wor- like arguably the worst spot mm-hmm. in the draft. So Kachuk, Matt Kachuk, um, Timo Meyer, William Nylander, Troy Terry, Eric nice. Carlson, Mo Sider, Michael Matheson, yeah. Rasmus Sandin. I also I drafted Brant Clark, but then he got f- with my last pick, and he got fucking sent to the AHL. I was pissed. Mm. Um, Johnny Goudreau. Dylan, you Cousins. got him. You got him pretty late, didn't you? Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah, I got him mega late, dude. Isn't that crazy? 
<laughs> oh, it was wild. Dude, I was looking at him. I was like, if he if he's still up on this board and five picks, I'm just going to grab him. He was like, he got drafted like sixth round, sixth, seventh round. Oh, yeah. Um, And then I got our boy Nick Suzuki. Val Nishushkin, Nikolai Ehlers. Um, and then I picked up Mikhail Backlund because somehow we missed him. Mm. And I picked up Sam Bennett and put him on my IR. And then my goalies, I got Jordan Bennington and P- Peter Grubrauer. I did not draft my goalies early. Mm. You but know what? my you... team name is Jordan Throw a Fittington. So I felt <laughs> like that's a good one. Hell yeah. Um the only thing that really upset me this year, Mason. Yeah. And I'm sure it was the same for you. Maybe not for you, but in your league. Uh, Aiden Hill got drafted in the 16th round. What? One pick ahead of me. Oh, my God. And I'm so upset because I don't know what it is, Mason. But Yahoo had him ranked low. Yahoo had him ranked like 300s in the 300s of of players at a starting role and i was just i saw it and i said you know what i'm going to i'm going to sit on it i'm going to sit on it no one's going to see it they're going to go on their big goalie goalie run and they're not going to see him and they're going to forget to go back for goalies and i'm going to i'm going to steal him late and i literally wasn't paying attention. I got rushed on my pick. I grabbed Braden Shen to lock in like a dual player. And I was like, oh my God, I should have just took Aiden Hill with this pick. I didn't, you know, Braden uh Shen would have been there if he's not, he's replaceable. And this motherfucker got picked one pick before <laughs> my next. And it ruined everything. I mean, I had Akira in the background. But that broke me. That fucking broke me. It that destroyed me. Also, when I drafted, uh, when I went for my big, my big guys on D, um, more cider. Like I, I went, uh, because I did, I did it to where I can check, you know, like there's a ranking per, like per per your the way your team or your league drafts or how they their point scale is. And the top three defensemen, for the most part, or the top three I was looking at was uh, Rasmus Dahlin, and then below that was Moritz Sider and Sergachev. And I grabbed Sergachev, and I was on the, the 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 littler side of it, where it was only nine picks away. No one was really looking D-man. And about three picks before me, the D the D-man train started back up, and Mo Sider got picked by a brand new guy. And I told him he can go fuck himself. A guy who's never played, <laughs> and he picked more insider. I was so fucking upset, dude. I was about to just have like the D the D side locked in. I was gonna have my heavy hitters. I wouldn't have. I mean, Radko Gudis is good for hits and blocks, but I would have much rather more insider with another uh, potential forty point and sixteen or so power play points crushed me crushed my soul but um 
about halfway through my draft, I realized I was drafting like the old regime. And I was like, oh my God, I'm terrified. Like my entire team could get on the injury reserve. Um, so then I started like grabbing some youthful guys as well. Like I was going Tyler Toffoli too. Don't know if he was on your radar, but I was like, this dude's going to kill it, New Jersey. Um, and then I was just like, oh my God, I'm taking everybody that's that's on the back, the back nine, like Steven Samkos. I was like, I got to hammer him. I feel like with them not wanting to re-sign him, um, he's going to play his ass off this year. If they give him the minutes, which they should, he's the fucking captain Um, has an unreal season leading into potentially another team or a, a short extension deal with them. So I had to hammer him took Sid. Cause he's got like the, the chance to do, over 900 face-off wins this year, so um, I had to lock him in. I don't know. Wanted a couple more Dallas guys, though. I was looking at Matt Duchesne. Cousin grabbed him. No, I uh, I don't know. I'm excited to see where it goes with uh, with my league this year, but I'm definitely excited. Definitely excited. I definitely took a risk this year. Like played it way different than I normally do. Um, so I'm um, I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited too. So um, I'm just happy, happy that uh, when I wake up in the mornings and I, and I do my bathroom shit, um, I can set lineups again. And that's that's like a homecoming. It gives me something to do. It's like it's like our era's. Uh, what you call it? It's like our era's of uh, reading the newspaper. Anyway, uh, Mason, you got anything else to say, bud? Uh, no, other than, uh, you know, go Habs, go excited for the season to start and, uh, ready to really just get back into the hockey analysis this year. It's going to be fun. Yes. I'm, I'm so excited. I got people interested in watching the Habs games with me. So I'm like, awesome. I'm going to be hanging out with Dave a good bit, uh, watching these games as well this year. Anyway, folks, uh, this has been Habs 90. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you guys will hopefully be listening to this as you pregame for the Habs uh, tomorrow or tonight. Uh, we can't wait to talk to you guys again soon. Thank you so much. Good night. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at the hockey podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from.